Welcome to the Memora Healthcare Delivery Podcast. Through conversations with industry leaders and innovators, we uncover ways to simplify how patients and care teams navigate complex care delivery. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Jamie Colbert, Senior Vice President of Care Delivery for Memora Health and host of the Care Delivery Podcast. I'm joined today by Dr. Rebecca Gee, CEO and founder of Nest Health. Rebecca, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing a brief overview of your background? Sure thing, Jamie. It's so nice to be with you today on your wonderful podcast. So yeah, I'm Rebecca Gee. I am an obstetrician gynecologist and have spent my career at the intersection of where healthcare meets policy. I've served in state government. I've served in two presidential campaigns. I've uh, served in academia, where I have uh, spent a lot of my time researching the barriers to care for women that relate to poor reproductive health. And more recently have founded a company called Nest Health that provides primary care to the whole family at home, particularly low-income families. I am a parent of five children, including two sets of twins. And my impetus for founding comes from my own frustration as a mother in our American society that doesn't support caregiving, especially women, very well. And my career and life passion around health equity, where I think if we need and want to change health equity, we need to do it by changing our system, not by assuming what we're doing uh, is going to work if we continue to do the same thing over and over that we've done for decades. Wow, that's super exciting. Congratulations on not just being a mother of five, but on starting your old company, which as uh, somebody who also has worked in the health startup space is certainly no small feat. I'd love to hear more about Nest Health. Kind of how does it work? What type of services do you offer to your patients? So think of it as we take a whole primary care clinic, we put it on wheels and we bring it to your home. We have vaccines, we do your physical exams. We're able to help you uh, by checking your vital signs. And we can also do things like nutrition and lactation consulting. We're also able to identify social drivers of health and behavioral health needs, and then meet those for you without you ever having to make an appointment or go to a specialist or go outside of our nest. But the idea is to take care of people who have social drivers of health, who have access issues to primary care. For example, no primary care in one year or more is one of our criteria. And then we wrap them in the nest and make, we just make it super easily, easy to get care and radically accessible. So tell me, what does that look like for a patient? Are you providing virtual care services? Are you providing in-person services? How do patients receive care? Yeah, we do both, Jamie. So we uh, provide in-person care when needed. For example, you, know, you can't examine a baby virtually or you shouldn't when they're a newborn. You shouldn't take, you need to take time every year to look at the how children are growing and their growth charts and examine them as they grow. And so those are things that need to happen in person. And then there are things like behavioral health that don't have to happen in person. And those are the things we do virtually. So it really is a decision based on where is the impact. We look to see where we can make the most impact. And certainly we do in person when needed and we do virtual when it's possible. Awesome. And so how would a patient know if they're eligible for nest services? 
We identify patients through the managed care plan partnerships that we have, and we identify those patients and families by criteria such as chronic diseases, things that people may do, such as use the ER for primary care, looking at access to primary care. And once we tally up those things and really look across the population, we identify that population. And we then are responsible for outreaching to those families. And we do that by calling, by sending notes and letters, by letting people know who we are in the media, but also by going door to door. So we, again, are looking to meet people where they are, and that means we'll meet them where they are to find them for the nest. Oh, that's amazing. Are there certain geographies that you're starting with? Yeah, we've launched here in my hometown of New Orleans and are in the greater New Orleans area. Going to be moving to Baton Rouge, most likely, in mid-24, and then beyond, both in Louisiana and other states. Nice. And you mentioned the partnerships with managed care plans. Are there particular plans that you're starting off with as your key partners? Yeah, we're proud to have launched our first value-based care contract with Amera Health Caritas, which is a fantastic company. We're in network with all of the Medicaid managed care companies in Louisiana, but waiting to work with them in this other context, which is value-based care. So versus fee-for-service where you get paid just to do things discreetly in value-based care, we get paid a global fee for everything we do, which works a lot better for Nest. I could not agree more. I actually, before my current role, I spent five years in value-based care as a medical director myself. Really excited about the work you're doing to not only improve the access to care for these patients, but also to break down some of the cost barriers through the value-based care model. So that's exciting. Tell me a bit more about how patients are identified. So you mentioned some of the patients who have not seen a provider in a certain amount of time or may not have had um, you know, a visit uh, within um, the last 12 months. Um, are there certain algorithms that you're using to prioritize which patients to reach out to? Sure. So we have our kind of idea of the family as a whole and who are the families who need our support and help first. And so those are the, the ones we outreach to. And that is a combination of things like emergency room use, chronic conditions, substance use disorder, and so on. And that same, those same type of criteria help us identify who are the highest risk individuals in our model. And what we're finding is that individuals and families trend together towards risk. So we might find that there's one family member that is high risk or at least high risk in data. And then we get into the home and realize that everyone is having a hard time. And a good example is we had a family where uh, we were in the home because a five-year-old had an artificial heart valve. And we identified uh, that there had been a nine-year-old in that home who had died the year before from a seizure disorder there was an 11-month-old who had had no vaccine since two months old, and mom was pregnant again within less than a year of her last delivery. So tons going on in that home, lots of high risk, but you know, the health plan would have considered these uh, other individuals as normal or low risk. And, and when whereas we 
think of them as you know special and in need of services that meet their needs. Got it. And in caring for this complex population, how do you define success? What are some of the metrics and criteria you look to as you show to your healthland partners that you are really moving the needle and helping them provide um, better care and more value to their members? Sure. So we believe that primary care matters and that people should get it. One of the main metrics is are babies getting examined? Are kids getting seen? Is mom getting her postpartum visit? Are folks just generally being taken care of and seen on an annual basis or with whatever periodicity is required because of their age and stage? And then we also look at things like vaccines, right? We believe that vaccines are critically important in a post-COVID era Vaccine rates have gone way down for a variety of reasons, and vaccines are another really important part of our work. We also have a 24-7 nurse line that people can call, and we're really encouraging people to work with us in the nest and not go to an ER um, where they might get some sporadic care, but it's not part of a continuous plan for that family. So really working on how do we take care of people upstream so that we avoid sicknesses that need to be dealt with in an emergency room. Nice. And are, are there any uh, kind of initial data points you can share in terms of some successes you've had in the patients you've cared for today? Yeah, about 50% of our patient families are using our nurse line. About 90% of them report that they've avoided an ER use because of it. We've got 50% engagement, which is fantastic in a Medicaid uh, space. We have the vaccine rates are hard because you have to, we haven't been out there long enough to give you a rate. So I won't give you that, but we're giving, we're putting a lot of vaccines into arms and that makes us happy. And yeah, generally also postpartum visits, we've identified in just a short period of time, several women uh, who are pregnant, including sadly a very young girl who's pregnant, who had no primary care. And we're able to help uh, these families and pregnant patients get the care they need. We're Really proud of that. Wow, really impressive stats. Tell me a bit more about your care model. Obviously, you're building a model that can scale beyond just Louisiana. What does that look like? Is it primarily a physician who a physician led? Is it nurse practitioners? Is it physician assistants? How have you designed a care model that's able to best meet the needs of this complex population? Yeah, our frontline workforce are physician assistants and nurse practitioners, and they work in an interdisciplinary care team that includes medical assistants and our physician staff and leadership. So work as a team and the folks who are doing the home visiting are advanced practice practitioners. Excellent. And now looking ahead, as you think about this model scaling nationally, what do you see as the kind of future of Nest? What would you like Nest to be in five years from now? First of all, starting with my home state of Louisiana, I want Nest to change the outcomes for mothers and their children who are low income, right? And to change how families experience healthcare and hopefully to be a part of reducing maternal mortality, infant mortality, that 50% of it happens after mom. Uh, leave and baby leave the hospital. So that's exciting here. And then to be in all 50 states, we think that every community has access challenges to primary care because of 
the lack of support in our country for caregivers. We don't have paid family leave often. We don't have affordable childcare. We don't have affordable or accessible transportation. We don't have home visiting services postpartum. We do a really crummy job moving from pregnancy to parenting and helping women transition to home as many countries are doing much more. So we think there's a need everywhere and we want to be in every um, right now urban community. We're focused on where places that we can um, be in a geographic density, but we're excited to, to scale and to make a population impact on our country. That's amazing. And I'm really excited to watch as your organization grows and, and just creates more impact and delivers more value. I'm curious if you could just think about kind of your learnings and reflections on what's changed in healthcare over the past few years. And you could share with us and our listeners, what do you think the future of care delivery looks like? outside of even just Nest and what your company is delivering. What does that care delivery system of the future look like? And how is it different from how care has been delivered in the past to patients? I think we're going to get back to some old models of care, which is what Nest is doing, right? The doctor with a bag coming to your home with whom you have a relationship that is Longstanding is an old model, but that's the Nest model. And that's something we think is coming back. COVID architected a whole transformation of healthcare from the clinic base to the virtual. And the options that exist today are just um, monumentally different than they were prior to COVID. A company like Nest couldn't have existed prior to COVID uh, because there wasn't the ability to pay or get paid for. Um, virtual care services and home-based services in the way that we have today. That's all changed. I think becoming more patient-centered, we have to realize that we are, uh, although we're an industry that saves lives, we're also an industry that should put the consumer first and that folks are getting much more savvy about their healthcare and really able to make choices, more choices about it. So I think we'll see the healthcare sector continue to iterate around what do people want, not what do doctors, nurses, and hospital administrators want. I couldn't agree with you more uh, in terms of the need to be more consumer friendly and to take the needs of patients into account when designing care. As a physician myself, I just think back to some of the early primary care clinics I worked at where the whole experience was really designed around optimizing for the physicians and what was convenient for them versus what was going to work best for patients. And I think you're absolutely right that designing something that meets the needs of patients and meets them where they are is the key here to finding something that is truly going to deliver the care that patients want. Just to finish, I do think what's lacking, however, is a focus on Medicaid, right? This is where Nest is operating. It's really focused on lower income families on Medicaid who need this kind of concierge model and need other options. There's a ton going on in the kind of private pay, what I call the Lulu lemon moms like me who can afford to pay for things um, outside of their healthcare premium, but we need a lot more solutions for low-income families. And that's where I really hope Nest is the first company to provide whole family health. We're the first to do pediatrics at home for Medicaid and um, hopefully we won't be the last, although we, we don't care about not having competition. That's fine for us, but it's sad that there's so little innovation in Medicaid and we're 
excited to be leading the charge here, looking at what more can be done to improve the health of our nation, starting with our children and their mothers. Well said. I think that's a, a great uh, statement to close on. So just want to thank you for your time with us today, Rebecca. And all of us are excited to watch as Nest continues to scale and to offer whole family care, uh, not just throughout Louisiana, but as you expand nationwide. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Memora Health Care Delivery Podcast. For more ideas on simplifying complex care for care teams and patients, visit memorahealth.com.